Hello and welcome to episode 10 of From Deep. I'm your host, Luke Jansen, with my co-host, Phil Wiseman. Phil, say hello. Double digits, double double, episode 10. Let's go. We in the double digits. So is our subscribers. Woo, 16 and counting. Woo. Let's get it. Let's get it. Double digits. Have, we, have we plateaued? Have we plateaued? <laughs> Did is we have as good 16 as we'll in the first week? Well, maybe. But hey, look. We're not going to thank you for that today. Hey, yeah, we're having fun. That's that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. When we're at uh, one thousand show, you know, maybe we'll have eighteen. You know, maybe maybe luck will strike as well. Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's let's hamper down. You know, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Seventeen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> From deep, uh, we got a great show today. We are kind of keeping it just two topics because there's just lots to talk about because it's playoff time, baby, and uh, lots mm. lots going on. First round is anything but not exciting. I mean, it is fantastic. There's been good games after good games after good games, uh, but you know, you're here from the from deep first. So let's let's just jump right into that. Phil, rock paper scissors. Are you ready? Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. One, two, three. Scissors. Paper. Oh yeah, baby. Oh uh, yeah. Is that? Have a... you noticed I've gone paper every single time? That's okay. No, <laughs> my my strategies. Whatever comes to my head. What are, what are we at? Is that a four one lead or is that a three one? I think lead? so. I think you've cracked it that I've gone paper every time now. Four, I four think you finally cracked yes, it. Yes, you cracked boy. It. Yes, what? Well, four uh, one. Gentleman sweep. Gentleman sweep. Yeah, that's true. Gentleman sweep. Mm-hmm. You I gave me the deal. first one and then you've got the next four. Strategy. I think about it all week. I'm planning, 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 planning. There you planning. go. Okay, so actually, my question comes from Reddit today because I it's actually a fantastic question. I'm gonna switch it up just Ooh. a little bit. Um, and, and I'll have a list here for you. So, so, you know, you can, mm-hmm. you know, if you had to play one NBA coach active for 25 minutes a game, which coach would you currently use? Steve Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Steve but Nash. why? Come on now. Give, give me some help here. What was, what is he going to well, do? I mean, I understand Steve Nash, but what is he going to do for the Nets? So he's a future Hall of Famer. He's obviously very good uh, based off of his previous track record. He's in great shape. You can see the suit fitting well on the sideline. So he seems to be going well with his diet. I think he's embraced that New York kind of well-eating diet. But that's not the reason I'm picking him. I think the reason I would pick him is because me and you could probably start on the Brooklyn Nets and we would still win. Uh, so I think any head coach in that sense, I'm going to go with Steve Nash because you've got James Harden, you've got Kyrie Irving, you've got Kevin Durant, add in a big tall guy and Hey, you're going to do okay. Can you you're imagine do okay, Steve, right? prime Steve Nash on that team, prime Steve Nash on any team. It's always going to be a better team. Now what's your mm-hmm. X factor coach. So like, I, cause I knew Steve, Steve Nash is the obvious pick. Say, say you don't have to play 25 minutes. Say that say you just have to play this guy a couple minutes a game. Maybe he's like 14, 15th guy off your bench when you're blowing a team out. And you just throwing them in there. Is there is there any that come to mind that you would that you would put in? I, I do have an active name here of all the coaches. If you if you want a couple names, I was thinking Ryan Saunders, but he got fired from the Timberwolves because I think he's like a couple. I think he's like thirty five. He's a young guy. I honestly, um, I think Dwayne Casey <clears throat> would have some rugged some rugged. I was ball thinking him. him too. I was thinking him too, but he's older, right? He's like yeah, sixty. He's it, just take age out of, for the factor. Just assume that okay. these like okay. three or four minutes that they play a game is decent ball. They're not they're not going to get torched. They're playing against the other scrubs on everybody else's team. Dwayne Casey, I feel like I'd throw down. He he he'd be solid. Uh, another one there. My pick was going to be, and I liked it from Reddit, was Steve Kerr, 
the splash. I was just about the, to say, the, yeah. the Splash Brothers, the, the, adding oh, in man. a third one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Doc Rivers obviously would would be good. I don't know if you've ever seen that video, of Stan Van Gundy with his handles. Boy can dribble. Do you ever see that YouTube video? Stan I, Van Gundy. I I, I'm never not. Guessed that. I'm literally not kidding you. If you, have, if you those of you listening, look up Stan Van Gundy YouTube dribble. And uh, he's actually got some sick handles. He's like, wow. I forget who he's training with, whether it was maybe hmm. at one of his camps or something. And like, guy was pulling off crossovers behind the back dribbles in like in quick quick transition. Um, hmm. Trying to think here, Spolstra. I don't. Did Spolstra ever play? I don't, I don't no, know. he started in the video room. He started in the oh, video okay. room and then worked his way out. Um, I'm Luke, trying to think who the uh, Charlotte Hornets head coach is. Luke Walton's a good one. Luke Walton, yeah. you know where he's played. Scott Scott Brooks played, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah. Nick Nurse. James Borrego. That's what I'm thinking. Greg of. Popovich. Breaking ankles. Taking Ooh, names. Greg, Greg's, uh, Greg's a little older. A little... <laughs> deep threes. Deep, deep threes. But yeah, okay. So we're, we're picking Steve Nash. I, I think out of that whole list, the only one that's like probably would be able to put out 25 minutes is, would be like Luke Walton, just because he's not. Yeah. He How keeps in really Luke? good shape. Luke's not that he's old. Not, yeah. He's the same age, I believe, as Richard Jefferson or a little bit older. And Richard Jefferson just retired a couple years ago. So he yeah, was in, he's, I, he's I'm only 41. Sure, correct me if I'm wrong. He's 41. He could still technically oh, okay. be an active player. Like there's some players that get to 41 to play. I feel like Luke Walton was in LeBron's draft pick or draft uh, draft class. Might have been. All right. So you're, you're, you're locking in with Steve Nash. I'm locking in the with... year before the year before LeBron. Luke year. Walton. So yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's how long LeBron's been in the league. <laughs> He's, he's so been been in it for a while. You're locking in, yeah. So Steve Nash and I'll lock in with Steve Kerr. They go battle. Yeah, I think those guys could battle it out. Those are some great picks, and I, and Luke Walton, I think, is another good one. He's another good one that could come off the bench to rival. I mean, you do Kings Court, get the three of them to play. Not bad. I feel like Nick Nurse would be the worst one. I don't know a lot of these coaches. Ooh. I I feel I, he just so doesn't we're, we're look talking... like he doesn't look like a baller though. Like I don't I don't know enough yeah. about his history with ball, but like I look at Nick Nurse and I'm like, no, nah, you don't know. He he didn't play. He was a coach. He's always been a coach. <laughs> I don't want to body shame anybody, but I would say Nate McMillan maybe would probably be a little bit worse than Nick Nurse. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We should we should do know. a we should do a draft pick of all active coaches one time. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how we send that, but uh, no, we wouldn't. We would just have to talk it out. Maybe we could do like an all-time coach uh, list and draft draft. Oh, you know out. who we haven't mentioned? Brad Stevens. I feel like Brad Stevens can shoot. I feel like he can shoot. Yeah, he could probably shoot. And I mean, uh, who is it for Dallas? There, that's uh, Rick. Rick. Is, Rick Carlisle. Rick's pretty thin. Rick Carlisle. Yeah, like he's, he's in good shape. Yeah, he's good shape. Either way, that's that's that was my question. That'd be fun. Maybe we'll do that that at a later time. All right. So that's too funny with your question because my question is also about coaches. Uh oh. Okay. So my my question is, w- which coach would you like to be that's currently in the playoffs, and why would you like to be that coach? Oh, which going to be my question? Which coach would I want to be? Yeah, and why? I know that's that's really funny. We don't time this to our 16 subscribers. We don't time this, so that's really that's pretty good that we had the same kind of idea. What coach would I want to be? You know what? Yeah. Um, just for the troll, I'd love to be Eric Spolcher right now. <laughs> just because he's done. Just he's the, done. Yeah, he's, pressure, and he's in Miami. The pressure's off. <laughs> I'm going to play some golf now. I uh, might get fired, whatever, you know. He I mean, won't get fired. No, I know. Exactly. I know. Yeah. That was Jimmy Butler's fault. But I, I feel like it'd be fun to yell at my team for getting swept. 
Like it, it wasn't um, his fault. It was his team. Like you just run mm-hmm. into the locker room, throw some chairs around. You just get super angry. Jimmy Butler said he was stupidly locked in. I'd be like, you're stupidly going to get traded. Um, you know, just completely crushed morale just of the team. Troll, eh? And because mm-hmm. I have PTSD of, of the heat destroying my Raptors way too much. So I, I picked Spolstra so I could tear the thing down. Tear it down. I like Spolstra too. Plus you're in Miami. You're on the beach. I mean, if you're just going off of your location alone, it doesn't even matter about the team. I like how you're thinking. That's <laughs> yeah, it's time okay. to relax in Miami. <laughs> time to relax in Miami. I, I was going to say Rick Carlisle in Dallas because I feel like coaching someone like Luka Doncic for the next couple of years would be real fun. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's true. From from that standpoint, like an actual wanting to coach <laughs> rather than taking it off right now. <laughs> Just about the lifestyle. I feel like Steve Nash too would be would be fun. Yeah. Like trying to manage those personalities would be I, oh. challenging. It'd be challenging. That's why I was going to say like someone like Frank Vogel, who LeBron's head coach in Los Angeles Lakers, but the coach always gets thrown under the bus with a LeBron team. It's always blamed if they lose. So that's when like Rick Carlisle, a little less profile, up and coming team, not meant to beat the Clippers. And hey, maybe got him on the ropes, right? So yeah. Yep. No, I like it. Great question. I, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to make our from deep sound. So what we'll do is we're going to make it for our last, our, our question, our insightful question from deep. Sorry that you missed the swish earlier, but it's back now. And our <laughs> insightful question from, from deep this week is, should there be more challenge calls during the playoffs? Phil, I'll let you kind of take the lead on that and give me your, give me your thoughts. Yeah, we, well, we were kind of talking about it pre-show. Um, so should there be more challenges? I, I'm hesitant to say yes. I like that it's one, but I think one of the big things that we're kind of chatting about is if you win the challenge, I feel that you should be awarded another challenge until basically you run out. I think that's what they do in football. And this way you can kind of, if you want it, then you go ahead and do it. Cause I, I don't know if you're watching the Lakers game, the last one, I think Frank Vogel challenged uh, 22 seconds into the game because <laughs> Because he's just like, ah, I don't care. We're going to win this game anyways. I'm going to use my challenge right here and now. So, so Phil, for those that might not know what a challenge is, yeah, I should ask. Yeah, so um, basically I know for challenges, if, if you believe that something has happened that you feel was miscalled, uh, you as a coach have one challenge per game to call on certain plays. And I'll fill you're saying, I don't know the exact mm-hmm. rules on that sense, but basically if you think of like the, the basic summary would be like, if you think there was a foul or if there's like a travel call that you didn't agree with, you can basically ask for a challenge to be done. Uh, they'll review it. And then from there, they'll, they'll decide whether the challenge was accepted or not. Typically, uh, I remember I was reading it last year, the challenges are declined because, and that's where there's some controversy on it because the refs are hesitant to say that they made the wrong decision. Um, you know, like that's your job. If you're continuously saying like, I did a bad job, there's some bias in there. That's why I don't love the challenges. Like, I feel like it should be reviewed by people who are outside of the game not the main refs in the game. Um, there's definitely some huge bias on this. Like you basically telling someone they do the job wrong. Yeah. So just uh, looking up some stats here from the 1920 season. So there were 633 challenges in the season and uh, 281 of them were overturned. So 44% of the time uh, the coach is getting them right. And in what so, year is that? Last year, last 1920. Year, okay. Yeah, so 1920. So <laughs> 1920? about 44%. Yeah, 
Oh, 19-20. 19 19-20. Like, I'm, I'm doing the millennial thing. 19-20. Hey, you know what? Fantastic on them to have that type of abilities in the 1920s. Good on them. The video replay is incredible. You should have seen. I, I think they would have had a hard time because it would be black and white. We're not getting the beautiful 4K screens that we are today. So that they just, they just send the players screens, back be out. Hard. They send the players back out on the court to recreate the play. All right. So <laughs> you were standing here. You were standing there. <laughs> and the ball did it go off your foot lebron yeah it did okay oh challenge overturned overturned there you go lebron you said it <laughs> yeah so 44 percent. but again it's still that's a good amount right that's that's a lot that i would say like if a coach is using that uh, i've seen some that you look at them and, and i don't know unless it's super blatant the rest generally don't overturn it i mm. i think it shouldn't be decided by the refs i, I think it should be sent up to a top box or something somebody who's not in the game yeah well they have the the ref center i guess in secaucus in in new jersey just side out of new york city they have like the nba replay center there um so i think there is some influence from them but you're right it is basically the judgment call from the the ones on the floor and i find the big thing i don't like the challenges because it really slows down the game any yeah. kind of nba replay i think like we chatted a little bit earlier on is that it should be done from that single spot. And then this way it's taken away from the judgment call on the court. No feelings are hurt. Just move on and play basketball, right? Yep. I, uh, so my Phil, you're basically saying, uh, leave it at one uh, with the mm -hmm. increase of a second if they get it right. Mm -hmm. And I would be on the, and this is just for playoffs, mind you. Regular season games, uh, play ball. Um, for me personally, playoffs is very important. There's lots going on. Certain plays can literally change the whole momentum of a game. And if, it, if there's a no call, that, that can change change things. Now, um, where I disagree with the challenges being made would be in the, like, I'd say the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, I don't want challenge calls because you're you're slowing down the momentum. You're getting players to sit and, and then they lose that. You know what I mean? That just that you're playing ball in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. I don't think there should be any challenge calls being made there. I do think throughout, I, I think there should be two, potentially even three, uh, up to that last fourth, uh, the fourth quarter, five Almost minutes. Almost one in. a quarter? Yeah. One a quarter? Yeah, I, I, I do think, uh, especially in the playoffs. Um, mm -hmm. I just I just think there's a lot of missed calls, and coaches really don't use them. Um, but if they had more, I feel like they, they'd be used more. They just have to be efficient with getting them done, though, rather than it yeah. takes way too long. Like, it's it's... I don't know how they could make it, but I do think in the playoffs there should be more challenge. I'd say two because that's two for each team. That's so that's a lot. Four one and a half. Yeah. One yeah. and a half. One and a half. So I'd say two total mm -hmm. would be my my call for the playoffs, especially. Um, there's a play that I saw last night where like Julius Randle, uh, Bogdanovic, right? Bogdanovic. Bogdanovic. Yeah. Bogdanovic. I'm, I'm gonna learn these names eventually. Like I know who the players are, but I just don't know how to speak mm -hmm. English. Gets me every time. <laughs> First language, Happens. don't know how to speak it. Um, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, he, Julius Randle came right through, punched him in the face. I feel like if the refs, like they did an instant replay later and they saw that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a challenge call if the coach sees it. But do you make it on a play like that? Probably not because you only got one and it's not a possession change. So I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, it's, well, it's a hot topic, right? So I think it's good to kind of have these conversations, debate it. New York, Sakak is going to be listening. I think that was our 16th subscriber that way back when subscribed. So you guys know what to do. All right, Phil. Are you ready for NBA playoffs? 
Let's go. Phil is going to be taking us with the East, uh, run us through it. We're going to be talking about basically where the series is at, uh, kind of what's going on in that series. We're going to give you what we predicted last week and how we're doing, and then we'll jump over to the West. Phil, take us away on the East. Yeah, so East, uh, there's a little bit of tension growing with a couple teams, not as close as in the West, but uh, 76ers just won a few minutes ago to now go up 3 nothing against the Washington Wizards, the what? play-in Wizards. I <laughs> no. know, I know, I know. And they beat them by a combined 61 points in those three games. So they've, they've pretty well handed them how the victory's gone. Uh, Tobias Harris has been the big surprise. He's been playing really, really well as a third fiddle to obviously Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons had a good first game, uh, 15 rebound, 15 assists, and six point uh, game, which is very interesting. And uh, obviously Russell Westbrook, triple double in this last one here, and the infamous popcorn thrown at him as he goes into the tunnel. I think that's probably the most exciting thing about the series. Your thoughts, yeah. Luke? Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I'm looking at the stats right now as I'm just seeing them pop up. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, 26. Bradley Beal, 25. 16 from Daniel Gafford. I mean, that's if if they're not being able to do it with what Russell getting a triple double. Um, yeah, this series. I, I still think they they get one just because Russell's heart is too big. I think somehow they might squeeze out a one one win. I'm going to hold to that. But yeah, the series is pretty much over. The only exciting thing is Westbrook getting popcorn thrown at him from a season ticket holder. Pretty disgraceful. Like, that's, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, look, I know. I, I know you get heated into it, whatever, but don't be dumping popcorn on a on a player. That's not cool. But no. yeah, there's, uh, what was your predictions on that, Phil? I know for mine, I had, uh, let me slide it up here. I got it. I, yeah, I had Philly and five. I had the same thing. Philly and five. Still holding true. I could maybe switch that to four after this last game here. So we'll see what happens though. It's in this would be in Washington, right? Next game? It'll be in Washington. Yeah. That's right. I think I think they take one. I think they got it. You take one? Yeah. I'll switch mine to four. I think I'll put them down to four, but I think Philly unless Joel Embiid. And then we got Ben Simmons. And then we got Tobias Harris running into each other and smashing their heads into each other, getting concussions. I think that's the only way they're losing this series. That's the only well, way. Well, they're not going to lose the series, concussion. but I do, I do think the Wizards no. take one. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So that first round series, probably the least exciting, maybe behind one other, but we'll, we'll save that for last or save that for second last. We've got next the uh, Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics, uh, Nets leading 2-1. Tatum had a massive game last night, uh, 50 points. The Celtics have been playing well in that last one, but Brooklyn still leads the series. James Harden, 41 and 10 in the last one. Uh, I think you were given a really good stat a little while ago just about uh, James and how well he's been playing, Luke. But uh, what do you think of this series so far? Yeah, so, I mean, Tatum's 50-point night. I get it on them. I, I thought the Celtics were pretty banged up. Uh, they struggled late in the season. Uh, there, I really had no confidence in them. So great on them. Mm-hmm. They had Tatum had a great game. Uh, Marcus Smart had a great game. Um, I love. I he, this is what I love to see because I don't want the Nets to win, and I love the fact that a beaten up Celtics <laughs> who are messed up can can uh, take one from the Nets. I uh, think that's good. Get into their head, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I did. Well, I will say that I did have the the net sweeping Boston. 
So I, I did not think the Celtics would take one. So I was wrong there. Um, I don't know if the Celtics take another one. I do think think the Nets are going to wrap that up two two games straight. Yeah. But the one of the cool things I did want to say was, in, which I don't know, it's kind of dangerous, but in last night's playoff game, so between Nets-Celts, nobody else scored a field goal rather than Brooklyn's big three with 27 minutes left in the game. Wow. In the last game, game three. 27 minutes. Wow. The only people to put in buckets were the big Brooklyn's big three. Hey, those guys average a lot of points a game, so eh, kind of makes sense. Harden did have forty points. That's uh, I mean, if you get a good defender, give defense team. Uh, James I'm excited Harden. for round two. Yeah, I'm excited for round two. Letting Tatum drop fifty. Uh, I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I had Brooklyn going in seven. That's what I wrote in there, just because of the star power. But uh, I don't know. Milwaukee really. Well, we'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> yeah yeah so we had to go to the next one bucks just beat the heat 4-0 um jimmy had a triple double in the last one probably the quietest triple double i've seen in a long time uh Giannis had a triple double as well to win the game um one of the really interesting things is Giannis was not shooting outside of the paint he was basically just bringing it to the paint really driving it bryn forbes i, I don't think either of us saw bryn forbes lighting it up as he has in this series um, it shows that obviously the Bucks have really built their team around three-point shooting and they're looking to kind of spread the floor. And I think we can almost look towards that next matchup with the Nets because as we're kind of alluding to, Brooklyn will probably be paying, playing the Bucks unless something catastrophic happens in this series with the Celtics and the Nets. Uh, but a, a game of Harden, Durant, and Kyrie versus Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis That'll be an incredible round two series. I'm I'm really excited for that personally. So I I had Bucks in six in this series. I was dead wrong. Bucks swept in four. So very interesting to say the least. What are your thoughts on this one here? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Heat definitely didn't show up. I I didn't expect no. them to. Uh, I think I had Milwaukee in six just because the Heat are known to be mm-hmm. kind of a tough grit team. I did talk about I know last week that I said that they're aging and uh, a lot of their players. Um, they, they weren't going to be a surprise this year. People knew what they could do. They studied it out, uh, and, and Milwaukee did their homework and took care of business. Uh, Milwaukee's looking serious. Drew Holiday was a fantastic ad. Uh, his, his brought some really great uh, offense and, and big big clutch plays that just weren't there last year from a veteran point guard for them. Miami looked lost most of the time like uh, they just they well i mean look jimmy butler's supposed to be their guy he averaged 14.5 points uh and he shot 30 percent from the field 27 percent from the three and said he was stupidly locked in he just did not show up and i think it was their backup small forward actually scored 60 points in the four games and jimmy butler scored 58 hmm uh, I wow. forget the name of the, I just saw that on Reddit there, but yeah, so he got outscored by the guy who's coming off the bench behind him. So, I mean, you're not winning games if Jimmy, if Jimmy buckets ain't getting buckets. So that was, would that have been hero? I guess Tyler hero been doing no, that? it was, uh, let me pull up Miami heat roster. Kendrick was... Nunn, maybe perhaps Kendrick Nunn was more of a guard. And then I guess you've got Iguodala coming off the side too. So I, uh, yeah, either, either way, that's an impressive stat. That's not a good sign for Miami, like you're saying. So, yeah, I think like just to kind of bring it back to one of the points you said, I think the holiday over Bledsoe upgrade, you can really see the difference. 
you can really see how much of a player, a quality player like Drew Holiday really brings to the brings to the Bucks. And the other thing that's really interesting is that Antetokounmpo, Middleton, and Holiday are locked in for another three years. They're going to have more continuity. They're going to continue to grow as players. I, I think this is just the start of things for the Bucks and how well they play. Giannis is a good leader too. It's easy to have a guy you'd want to he play is. for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, you know, he goes out there and does it himself and, and makes his teammates play well with him. Um, so, yeah, I could see a lot of people wanting to stay with him and play with him. Um, yeah, it was it was an overall fun fun series in the sense of like, let's see what Milwaukee can do. Maybe this is their year. Obviously, their last couple of years, they've kind of been there and haven't really done much. And this might be their time. There was a little bit of sass coming out from the Bucks uh, social media afterwards. Uh, said this isn't the bubble. Um, yeah, and then uh, throwing they, heat at the heat. Oh uh, well, like they it. they kind of abashed like the heat have been bashing them. So my or Milwaukee's social media had blasted. They they uh, uh, during the game, their the Miami fans were yelling at one two because Giannis has been taking roughly about ten seconds to oh, shoot. Yes. So they had the Miami fans go one two three four and then it switched to charles barkley sweeping and that was from the bucks main social media i was like oh no they're sassy man the bucks the bucks they played remember they played the barney music for the raptors when they came in they played Chloe's laugh that's true yeah so the bucks the bucks social media kind of looking forward to see what happens with this next series against the nets so yeah that was the funnest part of that series was the social media no kidding. Well, the probably the most exciting series of the East so far is the New York, New York Knickerbackers, Knickerbackers against the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks up 2-1. You love your New York Knicks. Trey Young getting uh, Trey's balding chance in the, in the garden. Oh, my goodness. This series is so much fun to watch. I, I've only managed to couple, catch a couple minutes of this series thus far, but it's it's – you can see Atlanta's talent versus New York's hard working grit, which I think the New York Knicks fans love. Yeah. So I think it's it's been an awesome series thus far. That's all I gotta say so far. Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. Um, other than Trey Young getting spit on, uh, that you yeah, not so good. No. Yeah. I, again, I don't know what's up with these fans, and it's just like what it's, the popcorn I kind of get. You know, like spitting what I on mean. someone with coronavirus, like but spitting on someone in general, just spitting and then on you've got a pandemic. In, spitting on someone, spit on in, someone. In, in general, just like just oh, in, in reality, yeah. like just spitting on anybody is just disgusting. Such a like, disrespect. I honestly, I think oh, that guy should be charged. I or fined. Like, I don't think your season tickets. He shouldn't get, be allowed into another Knicks game. In my he opinion. shouldn't be allowed into another any arena, any any yeah. type of sporting events. You, know, you spit mm-hmm. on someone. Yeah, like just ridiculous. in general, as a human being, you imagine just walking along and somebody spit on you. That person doesn't deserve any type of fun anymore. Like, no, that's disgusting. Um, you know, Trey Young balling out. He's cocky as all could be. You love to see it from an upcoming uh, superstar uh, who's losing his hair quite young. You know, maybe he's the next LeBron. Uh, he's but he's losing a lot earlier than LeBron did. Uh, silence the crowd. Trey, put on those plugs. Silence the crowd at the end of game one. I think it was like this. I think this is how he held it up. Uh, finger to the forehead versus to his mouth. I think that's what a lot of people Dream were making fun of him on social media. Um, and then Derek Rose said, hey, uh, this is part of the game of basketball. I'd love to see it. Just know that when you do stuff like that, the next game is going to be get harder. Derek Rose comes out second game, 26 points, leads the team for the Knicks. And uh, again, last night for their other game, 30 points. Derek Rose leading the Knicks in shooting and scoring right now, which is awesome to see from a six-man 
who's getting a lot of minutes. Uh, it's fun to watch. This series is going to be a ton of fun. If Julius Randle somehow figures out what's going on, I do think this series goes down to it. I don't know what I, I don't even know what I picked. I think I picked Atlanta in seven just because they have more depth. I picked Hawks in six. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have more depth. They're a little bit more well put together, but in uh, Randall's woes right now are killing them. Um, after winning most improved player, he's not showed that he's the most improved player <laughs> in the playoffs. I, I was going to say, like, one of the things, like, if the Knicks is going to win this series, Derrick Rose can't be a leading scorer. Julius Randle and, and RJ Bear really need to step up and come to the table. Like, it's good that he's putting in these numbers, but he can't be leading the team if the Knicks yeah. are going to win this series. No, I, that's what I said. I, said, I yeah. expected one big game from Derrick to kind of take the team yeah. out. And he did it last game and got them the dub. But yeah, you can't mm-hmm. be putting those type of minutes into Derrick Rose and expect it. He would just won't last the whole playoffs. And you no. need him for the whole playoff series if you're going to get through that first one. Just to give some stats similar to Jimmy Butler, uh, 14.7 points on 24% field goal shooting and 30% from the three. Julius Randle right now. Oof. Um, Oof. And, and uh, so suffice to say, he's struggling. Because when he did play Atlanta in normal season, he averaged 37.3 points per game 12.3 rebounds per game on 58 percent shooting on them in the regular season um so he's he's torched this team and right now he is just he's struggling it's got to be a mental uh, that's the only thing i can imagine there's some type of mentality going on he's he's just got to break through it and having a guy like derrick rose going out and just playing hard and a former mvp um I'm hoping Derrick Rose is in his year. I hope they've built a good friendship because yeah, for this season, for the series to have any type of hope, Randall needs to get together. I think that's what a lot of people that took the Knicks to win is because of how well Randall played in the, in the regular season against the Hawks. So if he can get back to that type of form, extends the series, that's how I think the Knicks can win. But yep. I, I still have Hawks in six. Yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm holding out for Atlanta in seven. Um, mm-hmm. I just think they're too too deep compared to the Knicks. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see. This is this is a conversation we'll talk about next week and see what see what happens. I'm excited for that series. Now we're gonna jump over to the West, and uh, we'll start it off with honestly, I what's uh, the Utah Utah Memphis? It's tied one one right now. It's kind of a fun series. Mm-hmm. I really haven't had a chance to watch a lot of it other than highlights, but uh, even right now, I think the game is quite close. Let me see here. The We're game's game, on right now. It's game 34 three. 22. End yeah. of the first. For the, for the Jazz Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Clarkson ended up getting sixth man of the year. Congrats to him. He's played really well. Yeah. What's, what's your, what's your thoughts on the series? I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, t- I put Utah on six. I did, I did change it up before I locked in my picks. I had Jazz in five. Um, I think a big reason why they won game one is they didn't have any uh, Donovan Mitchell minutes. He didn't. He sat game one. Uh, he played game two, and they handed it to the Grizz. I think if Donovan Mitchell is healthy, I think the Grizz will continue to kind of go in that method, and I think they'll maybe still win in five. They've got the altitude as well as an advantage in Utah, so win these two in Memphis, wrap it up at home. I think Jazz maybe do that. That's my thoughts, at least. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, um, I, I, it's tough to say. Memphis is like, as they kind of remind, there's always that one team in the playoffs. Like, they kind of remind me of the Heat last year. They're not going to beat the Jazz. I don't, I'm not saying that, but it's kind of like that team that's like, how do you prepare? Cause they probably weren't preparing to play Memphis. They're preparing to play Golden State. They're preparing to play mm-hmm. the Lakers. They weren't preparing to play Memphis. Mm-hmm. So this was a little bit of a shock to them. And I think, I think they'll squeeze out another game. They're a pretty gritty team, think- man. 
The Memphis grit, grit and grind. I mean, I know obviously with Zebo. It's back. It's but yeah, like Jaw rebooted. I look, I look at Jaw. Jaw's Jaw's a stud. He's a great. He's baller. he's getting thirty six and a half a game through yeah. these first two and Jonas, shooting fifty five percent. Jonas great. has become quite quite the player. You know, sad to see him lead the Raptors. There's one player that I feel like would have developed very well there had he stayed. I understand why we got rid of him, but I always liked him. He he's had some couple big games. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks. Like yeah, it's it's uh. The future is bright. Team. The future is bright for Memphis, but uh, yeah. So I'll keep with Utah in six. Our next uh, series up that I'll, I want to talk about here, I'll just jump down to the one on my picks is uh, Clippers Dallas, which has been just very exciting. Um, currently, right now, <laughs> Dallas is up two one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just wow. What a what a if you're watching NBA basketball, make sure you're coming in for the Clippers Dallas game because you're watching Luca just unbelievable unbelievable mm. play right now now i don't know if you did see the news it came out maybe about six hours ago but there is a potential chance of lucas sitting game four uh due to a cervical strain after he complained post game three oh. about pain in his neck and oh, down his no. left arm so this is something similar to what chris paul had uh is what they're oh, saying no. so um it, more than likely luke is young enough he's probably going to play like he'll play through it but that's very scary um because if he's playing through pain there's not a lot mm. of other players who've been stepping up. Chris Stapps has kind of been non-existent. He's supposed to be their number two. He's like their number six right now. Their backup point guard for Dallas is averaging more rebounds than Chris Stapps. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's 5'11". Uh, Compo? Is it Comp? Uh, no, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. Brunson. Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's getting more rebounds. And I think Chris Stapps is averaging about three rebounds a game right now. 7'1"? Seven, 7'2"? Seven, seven, yeah, it's 7'1". It's... Uh... Yeah, I, I think the way that the Clippers have been playing Luca, it's been very interesting because I think you're you're kind of hitting the nail on the head. If, if you like basketball, watch these games because the way the Clippers are trying to defend Luca is they're throwing Everybody whole up. different types of coverages at him. <laughs> they're throwing doubles. They're they're hedging on screens, so they're putting one man above a screen. They're doing all these different ways, and Luca is still finding a way to to score and pass the ball. I think like one of the big things that I was listening to a couple podcasts this week, they were really highlighting the evolution of Luca's post-up game and how well he's kind of taken that to the next level as well. Already in year three here, he's, he's doing things that probably would take eight years normally for a guy, but he's got a post-up game. He had 44, nine and nine in the last game. I hope he's healthy. I did not hear that news. So I hope he's healthy and I hope that they can kind of bring this back. Uh, I did pick the Clippers originally to win in six. I would love the Mavericks to win. I, I had, absolutely love the I Mavericks. Had, I locked it in on my NBA picks, Dallas and seven. Oh, you did. I oh, did. Good on you. And and there's a couple reasons that I'll quickly run over it right now. Um, mm. Although I was just looking, I noticed JJ hasn't played a minute. Very surprising. Yeah, he hasn't been playing too much. Yeah. yeah. I'm just surprised just from his playoff experience that he hasn't been getting getting some minutes. But... My reason that I think Dallas takes it, obviously, barring this injury, if this is a big injury and Luca's playing injured, then you know I, uh, the Clippers win because Luca's everything. But Kawhi Leonard in his last game, thirty-six points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, two blocks, on thirteen of seventeen shooting, an unbelievable, incredible, game. Incredible, incredible game. game. They only won by ten. Yeah, shooting thirteen of seventeen. You, you, your superstar has to basically play the most efficient game he's ever played in his life and that's just not let's be honest 13 or 17 is not sustainable that's not, not sustainable no. and, and to only win by that little is, is like 
that's dangerous. Surprising. Surprising. And even well, Paul George had a great I think he was there. eleven of seventeen. Paul George had a great game too. Like those guys were super, mm-hmm. super efficient. Uh, sorry, yeah, on eleven of seventeen shooting. Like I mean, he was just very mm-hmm. efficient as well. Like there's two superstars were super efficient and they didn't win by much. So no. um, definitely some scary, scary things for the Clippers. I, I hope Dallas takes it. Agreed. That's a great series though so far. Yeah, the the next three two series we're talking about are going to be fantastic. Um, I Denver Portland. It's tied up 2-2. Portland took care of business again today. Uh, behind Norm Powell, 29 points. Let's go, baby. Toronto Raptors. We the North. We the Norm. Getting out there, killing it. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't watched that, I've been watching all those games because I'm a huge Mellow fan. My boy. Uh, it's been it's been fun, man. I, I still have Portland in seven. Um, that's my, my, my hope. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I this these series the series is gonna go down to game seven. There's no way it doesn't. These guys are battling back and forth. I have I have nug- I haven't watched this series just yet, but Nuggets in seven is what I had originally. I think it's really interesting to see like a Facundo Campazzo and Austin Rivers backcourt take on Damian Lillard and CJ McConnell. And then you've got obviously Jokic doing what he can as well. So Austin Rivers middle, won but, game oh, three. He did. He won game three. I watched and, it uh, and I was crying. <laughs> as Austin Rivers hits the three. I, well, I did see the highlight where he turned away from basically passing the ball to Jokic, took the three and hit it. And hit it. In the fourth quarter. And, on and he was yeah, consistent. He just, yeah. So I, I watched that, and uh, Mello was, again, I, I love my Mello, and he was rough. He was coming in and not very great. I think he had four points, two of six, two of seven. I was like, ah, not good. But I left him on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came down, splashed a three. I was like, all right. All right, here we go. Comes down, takes uh, Joker one on one, gets fouled, gets to the line, and one and boom, boom. Comes down, hits another corner three. He went on a fourteen zero run for the Blazers. Uh, but again, Austin, yeah, I was like, all right, we're getting into it. And then uh, after those M ones or after the free throws, Austin Rivers just decided to hit four threes in a row. The Austin Rivers game. There you Austin, go. Game Austin three. Rivers. But then you could even say like Norman Powell, who was going to guess he would be the twenty nine point leader. Like this, the series has been led by like not the all-stars <laughs> yeah surprising surprising and unexpected stars or unexpected role players really stepping up to be stars which is why the series is going to be a ton of fun and I, I really do believe it's going to go down to the wire i guess i it, it's got to go to a game seven maybe game six if somebody squeezes a little bit of a lead but i, I it should be going to game seven last mm-hmm. but not least of course we got to talk about phoenix lakers you got to talk about lebron last because he's he's the most fun lakers currently save the up, best for last save the best for last lakers up two one um phoenix obviously struggling a little bit a little bit of you can see again the playoff inexperience you can see that uh with the injury to chris paul um that's tough that's tough for them on limited minutes he's your floor general you need they desperately needed him in game one it showed that he's just the guy devin booker frustrated with especially with that foul on on schroeder as uncalled for um it's a mm-hmm. hard that was a hard shove and it was I a hard foul yeah it's kind of a dirty foul um i know you get frustrated but like that yeah don't bring that into the game man just play your game you're devin booker that's what the lakers the lakers side they get in their head let lebron ad do their thing now anthony davis left knee sprain uh as six hours ago is questionable for game four kcp also uh listed as questionable not no yeah he went down he went so, down in that game as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you have potentially now have a Phoenix take game two, if that's true. If Anthony Davis is out, 
they don't win. Um, I don't think unless LeBron pulls like an incredible game, which you can't throw by LeBron. He very well could. <laughs> he very well could have a good big game. But mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on the series, Phil? Uh, Chris Paul being hurt really sucks. Yeah. Uh, that that's probably my biggest thing and takeaway from this series. Um, I was expecting more from him, but obviously he's injured and hurt and can't really play. Uh, Cameron Payne has actually really stepped up in the fourth quarter. Cameron Payne, I think, hit like three threes in a row. He almost had like a mini Austin Rivers outburst himself, um, which was very impressive. But I still think the Lakers win. I feel like Anthony Davis and LeBron have just played a half each of these games to win. They haven't been playing full games. If Anthony Davis isn't playing the next game, I think that will play a big factor because DeAndre Ayton's been fantastic as well this series. He's Great. been really good. Having a sophomore season, same as Dwight Howard's sophomore season in stats, a little bit higher actually. Wow. So wow, there you go. He's he's been phenomenal. I gotta say that's that's one that's a real big bright spot for the Suns' future is Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton have really played relatively well to, together, and they're getting their lumps in the playoffs. If they win this series, it's fantastic. But I still have the I still have the Lakers in six in this series. I I think actually I took Lakers in seven. That's that was my final lock Lakers in, in seven. On, mm-hmm. on on there. Um, now you know last game Chris Paul went up from twenty three minutes to twenty seven minutes, so showing that he's playing more. Um, he doesn't need to score for them. That's that's the thing. Like he just needs to be healthy. He just needs to be on the floor. He's a net net positive when he's on the floor. And if he's I think not, the big thing the Lakers are are starting to realize that he can't shoot and doesn't want to shoot. So he hasn't taken a three, I don't think. He didn't take a three the last game. I don't know if he's taken any threes this series because of his shoulder pain. So the Lakers have really just been playing off of him completely. Yeah, so if, that's that's so fine, it's kind of like the Rondo defense strategy, right? Where you're just completely playing off of the guy. I, if they do that, then I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if they play him more or how he's feeling because that shoulder injury does not look nice if he can't shoot a three. Yeah, I I think the the Suns have done all season with like they have a lot of scores. They really just need him to be a floor general. Like the more he's on the floor, he's gonna make better plays and set up the Suns because he has he just he's Chris Paul. He's but he's all famer point guard. I I think when he is off the floor, the Phoenix Suns are at a at a disadvantage. Yeah, Cameron Payne's played really well, but no one he can't replace Chris. Paul. No, so he, as he long as Chris Paul's Paul. minutes can get back up, I I do think they battle out. But I do think the Lakers taking a seven. Yeah, the series is a ton of fun. That's our, our wrap-up um, for this week. But this, yeah, if you, if you haven't been watching games, jump in. The West, I would say every series is fun. Even if Utah and Memphis, you might not know a lot of players there. But, man, those are, those are fun games. Right now, Memphis is only down by eight. Uh, they're fighting, gritting and grinding. The East, uh, not so fun. It's kind of... Wait till round two. Yeah. Wait till round two. Round, <laughs> round two starts picking up a little bit more. Obviously, Brooklyn and Milwaukee is going to be huge. Uh, but... Watch those New York Atlanta games. New York, New York, Derek Rose going for 80. <laughs> well, and the headphones failed me. Oh, that's all right. He's there's a little end of end of game you. switch up. End of game switch up. But yes, that is our show. Uh, uh we hope you guys have a lovely rest of your week and we will catch you next week for episode 11. Phil, close us off. Any final things you would like to say to the people? Trust your AirPods, but don't trust them past 35 minutes. That's all I got to (laughs) say. And with that, we are out. Peace.